Welcome on in, WIP Daily. It is Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. You know what time it is. It's time for week three in the NFL. My NFL picks five favorite bets for the week. And let's be up front. First couple of weeks have been have been not, not good. Pretty rough. Um, actually, I've been saved by Monday Night Football in each of the last two weeks from like total disaster. So I went two and three week one. One and four, just a dismal outing by me last week. Again, saved in week one from a one and four by the Jets. Saved last week from winless by the Steelers in week number two. Let's get back on track. I do feel good about this week's picks. I actually love next week's board just in general a little bit better. But I've got five picks for you this week. And um, I feel like I've shaken off the preseason rust. And we can get into this now and hopefully have a winning week this week. Appreciate everyone who obviously listens and subscribes and follows. And uh, if you're betting along with me, I apologize the last couple weeks. Let's do this thing a little bit better. All right, game number one for week number three. I'm going to New York, and I'm taking the New England Patriots minus two and a half on the road against the New York Jets. This is a brutal spot for Zach Wilson and a brutal spot for Robert Sala and the Jets. This is going to be the week, which is the impetus to the Jets going out and finding a quarterback because Zach Wilson just isn't it. And is it difficult to come in cold to play the Bills and then the Cowboys and then the Patriots at back-to-back-to-back weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous to face Sean McDermott's defense, Dan Quinn's defense, and Bill Belichick's. But that doesn't change the reality here that the, the Jets are in trouble this week. They can't move the football with this quarterback. He is below... You know, there's a standard of play in the NFL, whether you're a starter or you're backup. Like, there's a standard level of play. Like, you have to be able to complete, you know, cl- at least close to 60% of your passes. You have to be able to do certain things to take the field and, and and be viable. And Zach Wilson is not viable. He's a mess right now. I think the Patriots defense has shown me a lot the first couple weeks against really good offenses in the Eagles and the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots probably should be 1-1. One one. They shouldn't be 0-2. They're better than this. I think Mac Jones has played pretty well so far this season. We know they don't have good weapons. And the Jets' defense will probably hold them down enough. But this feels to me like a 21-14 game, a 17-14 game, a 17-13 game where the Patriots cover this number. It's under a field goal. And here's the one matchup to watch very closely in this game on Sunday. I just don't believe the Jets' offensive line, even if their defense does enough to help them out. And they probably will. I don't believe this Jets offensive line right now is good enough against real pass rushes. It was a problem uh, last week against Dallas. Micah Parsons was all over the place. And I really like this Patriots pass rush, both the interior, the outside with Judon and Keon White. They get after the quarterback. And Dwayne Brown, the Jets left tackle. So right now he has a 63% pass block win rate. That's a stat over at ESPN. It's the worst among all tackles. I mean, if he's not better, they don't have a chance. Zach Wilson with a clean pocket. You know, he's got a good arm. He's good, you know, at times good mechanics, but he's left totally clean. He can throw the ball down the field, but when he's pressured even at all, he crumbles. He can't handle pressure, and he has right now the worst left tackle in terms of pass protection in the league. It's a terrible resume. Pats, I've dominated this. I mean, it's 14 consecutive losses for the Jets against New England. Since 2014, they're 1-17 straight up. The Patriots, I mean, this goes back to December of 2010. They're 23-2 and against the Jets. Belichick owns this franchise in more ways than one. Give me the Patriots, minus 2.5 for game number one. Our game two, I'm going to go to Detroit. So I was on Detroit week one. I was on them again last week. Now they got me the game in, in uh, Kansas City. They didn't play well enough last week. They blew that game. Again, they really should have won. A lot of mistakes by the Lions last week. But watching that game last week against the Seattle Seahawks, a couple things stood out to me. The Lions are leaving some big plays on the field. Like that offense 
has a chance to explode soon. And this could be the week it does. I like Atlanta's defense, but the, there's a lot there with this Lions offense. And they really, they're, they're almost there. You could see they had a play last week. There was a little pressure on Goff. And Jameer Gibbs ran like a wheel right up the sideline. He was all alone. Like the, the Lions are this close to exploding on offense. Turnovers did him in a little bit last week. I think they'll play better on defense. So Chauncey Garner-Johnson is a... Is a loss for them. But but here's a big one. I think Atlanta is a totally different team under Arthur Smith and now under Desmond Ritter, home and road. At home, they could beat you. They could muck these games out, grind it out. They've been different on the road. Ritter has been a different quarterback on the road. It's actually ridiculous. Desmond Ritter in college in the pros now is 30-0 and at home. He's a much less quarterback on the road. And in the NFL, and it's a small sample, Desmond Ritter, he's averaged over 24 points per game at home. They won that game at home last week against the... Packers and on the road, he's averaged less than 14 points per game. You're getting a really good number right now. The Lions minus three. This number was at five and a half. A lot of people have bought in on Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I think they're going to win that division. I don't think they win this football game. Give me the Lions minus three at home against the Atlanta Falcons in my second game this week. And I just think the quarterback advantage is in Detroit. I think that the home field, obviously the home field advantage is in Detroit. And I also believe the coaching advantage is is in Detroit as well. That The combination of coaches. I like Arthur Smith. And I think the Falcons are, are very, they're a tricky matchup. But I think the Lions, off a home loss last week, he'll have them refocus. Their heads probably got a little too big after week one. There was too much Lions hype. I might be part of that. But after the loss, I think Dan Campbell could refocus his team. Meanwhile, Falcons come in flying high. Different team on the road. Give me the Lions, minus three for game number two. Game number three, and I was... I was honing in on this line as I watched my my week two bets crumble last week. I, I started looking ahead to week three and my games for this week and the games I really wanted to take. And the one that stood out to me, I was like, I can't wait to see the number on the Packers and the Saints, especially after the Packers lost. And then the Saints, you know, they were playing Monday night. But I was like, if the Saints win that game Monday, we're going to get a discount on the Packers. And I think we are. There's a lot pointing to Green Bay this week. Number one, after a loss, Green Bay under Matt LaFleur, 13-4 and four against the spread. They bounced back after losses. A shorter week. So back-to-back road games for the Saints. They were in Carolina. Physical game, division game on a night. Now they continue a short week on the road in Green Bay now. I think it's a big coaching advantage. LaFleur versus Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, I do not like as a coach. I have never liked as a coach. LaFleur is a good one. Big coaching advantage. I will take LaFleur over Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, speaking of short week, he has coached seven career games on short rest. His teams are one and six. He does not prepare well. He doesn't get his teams ready well on a short week. Carr as a favorite, no way. Give you a louder one there. I don't like Derek Carr. I think he's a mediocre quarterback, has been for a long time, was way overrated back in the day. People used to think he was top 10. No way, no how. I don't think he's the best quarterback in this game. I think that's Jordan Love. And Derek Carr is a favorite. He's the third least profitable quarterback in the past two decades. He doesn't win and cover as a favorite, and he just doesn't. You take him as a dog, yeah, sure, he'll cover some games, but I don't like it. And Jordan Love has been protected. This Packers offensive line, even without Bakhtiari last week, they can block. It's a good offensive line. We'll see what the Bakhtiari status is, and it's kind of weird with him and his health and all that. People thought it was a turf last week. They said it wasn't a turf. I don't know. But that offensive line in Green Bay is really good. An underrated group. He's only been pressured on 12 dropbacks in two games. Only six per game. I mean, think about that. Like, if you're dropping back, about, you know, you're going to pass 30 times a game or so, and only six, you have any pressure. That's a lot of clean pockets for Jordan Love. Yet to have an interception this year. He's been really quality so far. Three touchdown passes in each game. 
Probably lower scoring. The Saints defense is good. But I will take the Packers to win this game by a field goal. Give me the Packers minus one and a half at home. I'm thinking something like a 21-18, 23-20 kind of game at Lambeau Field. Packers minus one and a half for my second game this week. All right, game number three. And I think this will be week number three where I take the Pittsburgh Steelers as a dog. Maybe the book's trying to tell me they're always a dog. I don't care. It was I was dead wrong week one against the Steelers, against the Niners. I was right, though, last week, and I will go back to the well. I think we're getting – I think the residual of week one and the you know, the kind of eye test of week two is giving us a good number here on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And also, I just want to fade their opponents. So Steelers plus two and a half, Sunday Night Football in Las Vegas. Okay, I don't think Las Vegas gives you any home field advantage. It's just a neutral site. It's a transient town. I, 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 the Eagles played there a couple of years ago. I just think it's a blah. It, it's, there's no home field advantage. It's I just don't I don't see it there. I, so I don't think that's big deal for the Steelers to have to go there and go play on the road. Plus, I don't think the Raiders are good. I mean, I think the Raiders are one of the five or six worst teams in football. They had a win mostly because the, the Broncos stink in week one, and Sean Payton used an ill-advised onside kick to set them up. I mean, they really haven't you know scored at all through a couple games here, and their defense has leaves a lot to be desired. And I saw this one, and I thought this was a really interesting little hook on this game. So, Kenny Pickett now is now 4-1 and one straight up and 5-0 and oh against the spread in night games with the Steelers. In college, he was 9-3 and three straight up at night. So, Kenny Pickett, since he left high school, is 13-4 and four straight up at night. I wonder if Kenny Pickett's going to end up being the anti-Kirk Cousins. He might end up being the ultimate primetime, under-the-lights winner compared to Kirk Cousins, who's on Sunday at 1 o'clock. That's his spot. You put him under lights at night. He doesn't play well. He doesn't do well. I think that could be Pickett. I, I think there's. I know he hasn't played well so far this year. His QBR is super low. They haven't blocked well. They haven't run it well. The Steelers have a lot of issues on offense, but their defense is good. They'll be able to get after Garoppolo. I know the Raiders' offense lines play pretty well. I need to see more of it. I think the Raiders will, will allow some pressure this week to T.J. Watt and company. I like the Steelers here. Josh Jacobs has not gotten going. And interesting line movement. Raiders opened as the underdog. They're now closing as the favorite here. I think it's a mistake. And teams that fit this bill over the past five years that open as a dog and become a favorite – they only cover about 35% of the time last five years. This has been this has been a spot to then take that dog who was the original favorite. I'll take the Steelers plus two and a half. So, so far, we got the Pats minus two and a half. We got the Lions minus three. We got the Packers minus one and a half. Steelers plus two and a half. Game number five, my final game for week three in the NFL. I'm going to go to Monday night, and the number I have right now in front of me at FanDuel Sportsbook is the Rams plus three against the Bengals. I would go, if, you, if you're with me on this, and I'll go through my reasons, I, I would jump at the line immediately because I think there's a real chance I saw the Bengals signed a practice squad quarterback. Usually you do that when you have very, a lot of uncertainty about the position. You think you need another backup just in case your backup's got to start. It tells me that they're a little worried here that Burrow not going to be able to go and, and they might not, might not have their starting quarterback in this game. I think the Rams could win this game outright even if Burrow plays. That's how much I like this play. Obviously, if Burrow doesn't play, the number's going to change. So I would say get the number as soon as you can. It could flip to the Rams as a favorite or maybe a pick em kind of game. You know, if we go down from the ex- expectation of Burrow, I think the number was like six and a half to start the week, six and a half minus six and a half Cincinnati to 
three now, and it feels like they're middling this because they don't know, and it might jump down to about a pick them if he does the player. Who knows? Maybe the Rams close the favorite. They're plus three right now. Sean McVay, he's 15-4 straight up when the line moves two-plus points towards him, one of the best coaches in that area. And I think the Bengals' offensive line has been pretty poor in the middle so far this season. And you have that with either a hobbled burrow or a backup. You have Aaron Donald in there. It's a recipe for disaster. And I just think we're watching a coach of the year kind of start for Sean McVay. He has this team, you know, they were tied at the half at San Francisco. They won by three scores in Seattle week one. Puka Nakua is the story of the season as a rookie wide receiver. He's not going away. He could play. Matthew Stafford looks healthy. They are playing with some tenacity on defense. They could run the football again. The young guard they drafted, Avila, it looks like a steal where they got him. He's changed their offensive line. The Rams are a fun team. And I also think there's a little bit, a little bit of is McVay, is the student going to lose to the teacher here? He goes up against Zach Taylor. I mean, I can't imagine the Bengals at 0-3, but I also can. I also can in this matchup, especially if the quarterback health and uncertainty is a real thing. I will take the field goal with the Los Angeles Rams. I believe we are headed towards a McVay season that shocks us. Maybe the, you know, you think back to his first year in, in Los Angeles, 2017, when he took that team from the bottom to win the NFC West, I don't know if they're going to win the division, but I certainly could see him taking them to the playoffs. He's, he, he's got that thing rolling, and uh, Naku is a must-watch right now. And if you grab him in fantasy, you're probably doing jumping jacks right now. So my five picks for week number three in the NFL, we're going to go with the Patriots minus two and a half at New York to play in the Jets. Lions minus three at home against the... Falcons, I'll take Packers minus one and a half at home in Lambeau. Short week, road week, back-to-back road games for the Saints. Love the Packers in that spot. Steelers, plus two and a half Sunday night football in Las Vegas against the Raiders. And I will take the Rams, plus the three, Monday night football at the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's a possible outright spot for the Rams with McVay, better coach. Um, And I obviously, you know, they're a big revenge spot or the big teacher and pupil moment was the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Can't forget that. But within the regular season, going to Cincinnati, I think it's a big spot for McVay. He'll be in the coach of the year conversation if they pull this thing off. I like them on Monday Night Football. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following. Of course, making WIP Daily a big part of your day, big part of your week. Bonus episodes here on the weekend, giving you NFL picks for week number three. I'm not going to promise it, but I feel pretty good. We're going to have a better week than last week. Hopefully the first winning week of the season in my NFL picks. Have a great Saturday. Have a great Sunday. It's going to be a wet one out there, certainly in the Philadelphia area. And uh, Sunday, enjoy watching Red Zone and NFL Sunday ticket before we get a big Eagles game on Monday night. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk next week right here on WIP Daily.